Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I'm so glad to have you here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about something that I'm doing later this month, you know, in January. So I'm hosting a meetup for the podcast, the Forward Thinking Founders Meetup. I'm inviting every guest I've ever had on. I'm inviting any angel investor who's an angel investor in the podcast. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're having it at a great location in San Francisco in late January, and I would love for you to come. Right now, there's two ways for you to come, really. Um, you can buy a ticket on Eventbrite for 50 bucks, um, or you can do what I want you to do in the first place and become an angel investor in the podcast. If you become an angel investor in the podcast, you get to come to this meetup uh, you know, complimentary to what you pay, which is $10 a month or $100 a year, on top of all the other benefits you get for being a, uh, an angel investor. Um, if you go on my Twitter, which is Matt underscore Sherman, you'll see that I am playing some like interesting games. If you want to come for free, you have to find someone with a promo code. So if you're interested in doing something like that, head over to Twitter at Matt with one T underscore Sherman. But if you just want to go, you don't want to play games, you just want to meet amazing guests that I've had on the podcast, just become an angel investor. You can do this at glow.fm slash F20R. What you get is obviously access into the meetup, you get premium content, you get an online community, and you get my highest graces and my thank yous because I really appreciate the supporters. So, you know, that's all I have right now. We're going to get into the podcast, but if you want to come to the meetup, then become an angel investor or pay 50 bucks. Up to you. With that, let's get into today's episode. Run it! All right, how is it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Bruna Paisi, who is the creator of Yubi. Bruna, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for the invitation. Everything is really fine. End of the year and excited for next year. Yeah. I, I'm also excited for the next year, and if you're listening to this, it, you know, in your car or wherever you are, we already have made it to 2020, so we all made it. Welcome, everyone, to the new decade and the new year. I yeah. hope this is one of the first podcasts you, you listen to in the new year to kick it off to a good start. But with that, let's just kind of dive right in to what you're working on. What is Yubi? Okay, Yubi is a robot uh, for kids first, and it's a whole experience that they need uh, training the robot with their own routine. And we created a solution based in some factors that uh, is based in three, actually three factors, biological, behave, and environment. And for that, we we created the robot some mechanism to help the kids to understand this process. For example, we have in front of the cheese a LED that communicates with colors. For example, if it's red, the kids need to take the pill. If it is blue, the kids need to collect the vital signs. So we have in the in the in the physical product the oximetry, heart rate and temperature for the kids. And we to collect uh, some signs in the voice of the kids. 
because you talk with the kids to understand if they are good, if they took the pills, and if they, they have some problem, if they understand. And we analyze to the environment to help the kids. For example, we know, we already know that if we have some stress, our body collects different nutrients and this can change everything in the treatment. So we analyze everything that affects our health and we put as experience for the kids. So they get um, points, rewards, um, badges, and they can share with uh, friends and to understand all the process because um, the most solution for, for not just for kids, for, but uh, in general for patients, they, they reduce the patients for just, you know, just, um, um, what I say, uh, just forget to take pills. And it's not the reality. You know, of course, sometimes we forget we have take pills, but when you have a chronic disease, uh, like cancer, asthma, diabetes, or uh, cystic fibrosis, you have do this every day and it's more than you want to forget. Not that you want to just, you know, you remember this all the times that you have a disease. So it's the, the true problem is not that you forget to take medicine. It's a whole experience, it's a difficult, it's a really hard routine. So you be follow the routine with the kids to make the things more, we can say funny, and same time more uh, special for them. So I'm on your website right now, and uh, it, it's really cool some of the things that you have on here. I want to dive into how you use UB for augmented reality. Like I'm looking at this picture of an iPhone, and there is an augmented, like like this augmented UB on the phone. Can you kind of explain how you use AR and different types of technologies uh, for the company? Yeah, in fact, the experience is similar to augmented reality, but we are using uh, image recognition. So, for example, we have a, now two experience uh, for kids with, I don't know really in English, but I believe it's bronchitis. I think it's the same, it's a uh, uh, lung problem. And, for example, the kids can uh, find in-house if they have some peluche uh, that is a cool toy right that uh, they cannot breathe with these things so the idea is a game when they can find these object in the, the room and they can change these for and understand that they cannot have these kind of things in the house another experience for example you can uh, just take a picture of your food and then you teach the robot which kind of food uh, you are eating and Yubi is learning about uh, human uh, uh, foods. And then you can like say like, okay, this is a apple. And Yubi start asking, oh, this is a fruit. This is a pasta. This, and then they interact with the kids to understand what they are eating and to teach some or give some tips about their nutrition. But because in, in this case for chronic disease, the most important part is not uh, what are the kids are eating, but what are they cannot eat, right? So for diabetes, they cannot eat chocolate or sugar or something like that. So uh, it's more driven for this kind of a specific uh, situation. That makes sense. Um, it's very cool and it's very technologically enabled, which is, which is interesting. I'd love to hear the backstory on why you decided to, to get started with this company. 
Yeah, and uh, it's like, okay, just uh, one thing, because this is really interesting for maybe for you that uh, is not the reality in South America. In the beginning, the experience of this image recognition was in the toy, in the robot. But uh, here for us in South America, it's a little bit creep. You have a camera in your kid's toy. So we did an analysis with parents and they say, no, 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 I, we cannot do, you know, we cannot handle a camera. So we put in the phone in the app. And this story started when I did a volunteer in a hospital in Brazil, in a children's hospital. And for me, it was really difficult in that time because I saw kids losing uh, hope because they are really like small humans trying to survive. And this is really changed me inside. So I went another time years later for, um, you know, this technology hackathon event. And I listened from the co coordinator in the communication that they have a huge problem between the health professional and the patients when they go home to follow the treatment home. Because, of course, when you're in hospital, you have the restriction of nutrition, you have, uh, uh, you take your medicine on time, but uh, when you go home, things change. You have your own routine, you need, you know, go to school or sometimes not. So they have a really difficult to to maintain this communication between the health professional and the, the patients, even because it's key. Because, for example, when you're an adult, you know what is pain, you know what you are having, and for kids, no, everything is new. So we decided to start with kids for that, but uh, we are already planning to launch for seniors. But um, uh, our huge difference in the market is the ludic part, that uh, involve everyone in the treatment because since you need to have uh, this uh, experience to teach, to get in touch, is more than just reply some uh, personal assistant saying, yes, I took my medicine or we transform the experience in the day of the person. So this is our difference. Yeah, that's, it's so interesting. It's definitely one of the most unique products that, I, that I've heard about that, that have come on the podcast. Um, I, I'm, Kind of curious, how has it been being in the hardware space? Um, like a lot of people, most people that come out of this podcast is the world of bits, not the world of atoms. And I feel like once you get into the world of atoms and build physical stuff, it gets a little crazy. So what has it been like working on hardware? Yeah, plus in South America, because we build the UB in Brazil and Chile. Uh, it's different country, right? And for access some boards and some components, it's really hard. It's not that you just, hey, I'm going just to China and, you know, build some hardware. Or I just go to Adam Freud to buy some stuff. No, you don't have access to these things. So it's really was a huge journey. First, we tried different uh, kind of boards and then we decide back for the first. So we decide just uh, run in this like bootstrap mode to test some models and later to scale is better and fast. And this is the different thing because here we have a, a really lack of capital. So it's difficult to access, like you go to investor and they say, oh, this is an amazing project, but you need finish the MVP, but to finish the MVP, you need money. So what we did, we, we looking for, uh, first we launched an Indiegogo campaign, but uh, was not really, we could not reach uh, because we launched in English and our, 
you know, audience speak Portuguese and Spanish, so it was a little bit messy. But we found a really good opportunity in in companies like insurance company and pharmaceutical companies. So we are around them. But uh, more than just, you know, this is the thing that I really say to my clients, and this is really nice too, because uh, instead they go there and say, hey, I'm going to sell you to you deliver to your uh, just patients. We want to involve everyone to building together. So uh, this is really magical because we can like understand not just the user experience that uh, is uh, the most important part, but uh, we can understand the parents, we can understand the doctors, we can understand the insurance company, the pharmaceutical company that of course the, everyone say, but uh, Bruna, they are the evil guys in the world, but uh, they, uh, they, they needed to change. Right, this model that they are offering that is like to thinking in, in health is not really to think in health. We are treating our disease. And this is what we want to change with EUB. We want to help them to think in health, not just like, hey, I have a disease and I need to take pills and I need. So, how can we hack the system and really be healthier for everyone? So, sometimes when I pitch EUB, I say, we analyze vulnerable people, that is kids with chronic disease. And how we can become more like superhumans. So this is uh, our uh, struggle in, in the situation because how we we building an idea that is hardware, there is a product that it, really the hardware is just one part. The shelter, the you know the manufacturing to do the the, the assemblage, the everything is another reality. Because for example, here we have a huge industry. So when they want to build the ever plastic thing, they go to China or they build in, inside or they and cost uh, something like twenty thousand dollars. So what are, what do we do? We print in three D and then we change for silicone mode. In U.S., you can find a lot of this process, but in South America, I just found one. So this is a thing. So how can we reduce costs, do a bootstrap, involve everyone, and build a product? I can tell you we found some miracle in the middle, but uh, now I can tell you because we really built. So you'll be stalking, you, you'll be collecting vital sign with a current. So this is like a huge step. And it was a huge year doing trials, and talk with engineers in China and US and Europe and everywhere to really make this hardware uh, solid to, to, to scale later. Basically, this is the story. Did you ever consider moving to the States to, to lower your costs and like just make it a little easier on yourself? Or were you always going to stay, uh, stay where you are? Yeah, in the beginning, we try uh, to test because we validate in, in, in the campaign uh, the market. Because, first of all, we thought that Brazil or Chile was not prepared to receive a robot. Really, we now just to have an idea in November, they start to sell Alexa and Google Home in Brazil. Like five years later, this is crazy, it's like our reality. And, of course, it's not just about access to, to products, but uh, it's an infrastructure too. So, for example, you'll be running internet and uh, Wi-Fi and all these things, but um, you go to a street and you don't have a good internet. So, it's really a limitation. And, of course, it, we can have an easier life in U.S. or China or Europe. And I plan to go. I really plan to go. 
But what happened in South America, they really want to buy this. So for companies, for kids, then we have a, a, a huge niche in, in chronic disease. So just uh, in, in Brazil, every year, 15,000 kids have uh, some kind of cancer. And it's only one disease that we work. So it's a, like, it's really a huge mark. So we, start, we, we decided to start sell in Brazil, Chile, uh, later Colombia, Mexico, that we cannot have so much access to technology and later go to US, Europe and more. But to build, we are looking for partnership and, you know, because when you, you reach more sales, like 1,000, at least 1,000, we can produce in China. But until you go this point, People need really trust in the product. You know, you need the early adopter. It's the same process and it's not different, but I think here go slowly. And I think in US, the, the mindset of the health is really further, but in the same time, it's really hard to convince them to change. So uh, depends, really depends the health situation of uh, public health. For example, in Brazil, every one can have a free access to health. You don't have this in US. So it's not just to build, how we sell in US in another mentality, so it's a new challenge. I, I swear I wanna go, but I need to have a conditioner to go to about capital, about structure. And I, I think now we are good doing here in our market. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I don't know. Definitely. I want to go everywhere. This is my, my plan. Oh, for when sure. I do my first $1 million, my personal first million dollar, I will buy a boat and I will just travel the world. <laughs> you know, this is my... That's, that's the digital nomad life right there. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's different. When you talk about go, go, blow, go, sorry, go global, it's a little bit different because every country has their own bureaucracy, their own style, their own way to, to conduce you know, regulation, everything. So, of course, the U.S. is a huge market, like Brazil, like Mexico, like Europe. So, for example, in Brazil, you live by yourself. You don't need to go outside to, to create a market. And this makes us think really regional. And sometimes the problem is global. And this is my personal goal that I want to uh, bring you before different regions. So for example, we have, uh, we are in touch with a Malawi project in Africa. And the first, the first touch was, but wait, how we bring a robot for, to Africa? Because they don't have touch with technology. And I say, okay, but if you keep the distance between, you know, access and technology, we are just, you know, increase the gap. We are not really trying to solve this situation. So we are transforming UBA offline solution. So how can we really uh, reach different countries? But um, uh, first we need to start local and then go global. That's how to do it. And congrats so far on, on the success. It's, it sounds exciting. Love to hear what the, the future looks like for you. You just mentioned start local, go global. Um, can you paint what the vision looks like for this company in 10 years from now, a hundred years from now, what you look, what you want to have achieved? Oh my God. But uh, people will think I'm crazy. <laughs> we have a tree. That, that's the best. The, the, the answers that make people think you're crazy are the best answers. That's the ones I'm looking for. 
Okay, I will be sincere. No, in fact, we have a plans, of course. I think uh, that data-driven in health is the future. I mean, it's present, but uh, really, the market don't buy da data, you know, they buy solutions. So the future um, will be uh, data-driven. And we have, a for short, short term, three solutions the, for kids, for elders and for people with disability. So we wanna reach a point that we have, uh, of course, a monitoring and uh, collect data, but uh, to analyze this information. So we wanna really be focusing how we can use this information, the three, the three pillar that we have, biologic, behave, and environment, to understand how can we be healthier and really like, uh, don't be sick anymore because when you have uh, this three factor of course not just our solution but uh, connect with other solutions we can really go through these answers because today we don't have for example you have a disease you know my cousin yesterday was like with some kind of flu yeah but I drink water you know what is really the origin of our disease is it stress is our uh, DNA is our, you know, local situation. So we can really go deep in this question, and this is the future of UV. But uh, we conduce this with uh, robots for a specific uh, public. All right, I, I, the I, reason I, that uh, that, uh, that I say people will think I'm crazy, but uh, no, it's it's example, good. <laughs> we can use, for example, electric. Uh, I don't know in English. E G C electrical I, I don't know English but uh, you can um, collect um, electric oh my god I cannot say this in English I cannot even say this in Portuguese <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is all good it is all good if at some point yeah. you, you catch it I can go back into the podcast and splice in the single word and it'll, it'll all be good <laughs> Um, yeah, this is basically cool. it's like uh, you can really go deep in like a uh, 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 brand connection with a robot and you can have communication. For example, people with disability that they cannot talk, they cannot even hold a pen. So how can we really improve the communication for them and make the, like, their lives easier? So this is our uh, really what moves us, what makes us every day uh, start again. and you know make their lives easier basically that yeah definitely no it's cool I have, I have a couple more questions for you do you like you've been on quite the journey so far with this company and the, it seems like the best is ahead of you right just like it always is what are some of the things that you've learned along the journey um of of this company things that might stick out more than others well i learned a lot <laughs> Really, because before I had another solution that was for cities that I work with the same base data to take decision. And I was in front of time. I was like two years uh, before everyone. And I realized that a timing is really important. So I think with you being said, just say like, yeah, we have this idea. I really went to the market and I really talked with everyone. And not just to validate, to say, hey, I have this idea, but it's to understand the year moment. Because time is not just about I have a solution you want to buy. It's more like what is the really 
big problem you are going through this moment and in the future. This is really, really important. So you need, uh, what I learned in this, this situation was like, okay, for example, pharmaceutical, now they are really engaged for uh, patient engagement to take the medicine and everything. But where is going the, the, the pharmaceutical industry? They are going to uh, customize medicine for everyone. So we need to be aligned with this both solution to not lose this time. So I learned how to understand, like have this empathy with everyone, like doctors, why they have so difficult to understand the, the needs of patients in home, even in, in, in their uh, hospital or everything, because the communication is a huge, a huge solution, a huge problem, huge, huge struggle we had. And so this was the first thing that I learned how to validate something. Uh, the other thing was to try like different uh, things to build in the solution. I learned like to have less mistakes because sometimes we really believe that a one way is the only way. And I don't know, I think it was every day is a, a, new, a new knowledge, a new thing that you discover. It's not just because our solution, but it's more because the situation, for example, I was in Chile and in the middle of the event that we were promoting there, the country just explode with a lot of protests and everything. So you need to deal with a lot of things to really maintain your business uh, running and working. And more this kind of knowledge that I have, what else? You know, more like talk and, I, this is a thing. We did everything public. Every mistake, every fail, everything that we decide, we say like, we are doing this, this is our moment. And of course, this exposes us and is a thing that no one liked to do. But what really helped us was that people knew what we need. So they really say like, hey, maybe you should try this, maybe you should try this. So, um, Maybe it's like really specific decision, but it really helped us. And this is a thing that I will bring to the next year and ever and ever, because um, sometimes we we have fa we have fa sorry we have a fear to fail, and this is the reason that we don't talk what we need or what we are doing. And the opposite can help us too, because when people know what we need, what we want, they can help us. I don't know. <laughs> it's, no, it's good. I, I, I'm kind of interested in the last thing you said. People have a, people have a fear of failing, so they don't even let themselves fail in the first place. But really, that is the ultimate failure, right? That, like not even trying, and just going safe forever. Like that's how you fail. Um, so I, th I think that's cool. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and this is yeah. a thing for real what is the right answer i don't think we have the right answer because the variables change around us so sometimes it's better you try one thing and then another thing and first before i had like some of course thoughts about myself about the company but uh, when you talk with other founders right and you understand that you are not the only one that you are not the, the, the only one doing the same, um, going to the same path. And you understand that uh, this is a thing. The most important thing you have in this journey, 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 right? Is the path you go. 
what do you learn what do you do people you met like how you create value value to all and this is i think is the most value thing that we, we can do doing a business or, or building something for uh, people that really need and it's really special when you have these like this purpose because a lot of time i i really thought to give it up not just give it up but uh, maybe i was not the right person to do this project and i remember that uh, that uh, a girl a mom in twitter she followed me and she was always that i claim for something like oh it's hard or i'm not doing she she retweet my my post because she has a kid with cancer and she always say like bruna don't give it up we need you so of in same time that is like really uh purpose that you need like you make promise for others for kids this is really strong this is like a thing you think, oh, maybe I'm not the right person because someone could be could, could do this fast or better. And I had the opportunity to like work for other companies or go, and I said no. I did. I never found any solution like us. And if I swear, if I found, if I find, I can buy and deliver for kids that I promised. But uh, we didn't find it yet. So this is what um, move us and. I think it, when you have a, this purpose, you keep the path. I don't know if I explained myself. I think you did. Um, I, I think everyone has a different perspective, and I think that's what makes it valuable, right? Um, well, I have, a, uh, I think, one, yeah, I, what's it? Yeah, I think I got one question for you to, to wrap it up, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I think what you're working on is super unique um and it's a it's just you're you kind of seem like an outlier like of everyone like i got all these people that come onto the podcast and i just feel like you are an outlier in the best way i feel like outliers are the ones that that surprise people and then the win because you know they don't match the pattern you know um, so i think it's cool so i appreciate what you're working on um the last question is you know, obviously you've not been on an easy journey. It's been hard and, and it's, it's not going to be easy in the future. It's still going to be hard, but you got a whole community of people that are listening that want to help that can help. Um, so my question to you is what can the forward thinking founders community do to help you? Well, Ube is really like a open platform. It's not open source, but it's really open for everyone that want to help. Uh, if knowledge with time, with energy, feel free to join us in this journey. And I think um, like share experience or, you know, open doors is really a way to help. I do this for my, my colleagues and for my founders community too, because this is a thing we can do for each other. Like, hey, I know someone that you can talk. Maybe it's not like a, a directly a transaction, right? But uh, this can really help. So feel free if you have some tips or idea or, you know, knowledge or someone to share. We are open, always open. Boom. Well, you all heard it here. Uh, so help out if you can. Um, if people wanted to get in touch with you or find you on the internet, the interwebs, where can they find what you're working on or get in touch with you online? Okay, this is a thing that maybe in this new uh, new dec 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 decade, decade, 
uh, I won't be so present online because this is a thing that everyone say, Bruna, you need to stop to talk because I talk a lot. But uh, this is a thing I want to say. I want to, I, I, I am everywhere. I'm on Twitter, in Facebook, in Instagram, in LinkedIn, email, WhatsApp, wherever you find, try to find me, you can find. So uh, you can find like Bru, B-R-U-P-A-E-S-E, -E, everywhere. So, and my name is Bruna Paesi in LinkedIn. You can find me too. My email is bruna.paesi. Uh, Dot me. Sorry, my English. I still right. improve all no, the you're, words. You're, you're, you're killing it. You're doing great. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast and sharing about what you're working on. Best of luck to you moving forward. And I hope some people that are listening matches your kind of your ask and helps out. So, so thanks again for coming on and just keep up the good work. I, I really appreciate the time. Okay, thank you so much now. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And if you did enjoy it, and you have enjoyed previous episodes, and you by chance would want to meet a good amount of the guests I've had on the podcast, then you should come to the Forward Thinking Founders Meetup. If you listened to the beginning of this episode, you know how to attend, how to get the information. But if you forgot, all you have to do is become an angel investor in the podcast for $10 a month or for $100 a year. You get access to all our in-person events and online communities and premium content. It's a hell of a deal. And let me be honest, it really supports me as a creator. So if you're interested in meeting some of the guests and me, your host, at this meetup in San Francisco late January, go to glow.fm slash F20R. And let's make it happen. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.